Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the Be Yourself Podcast with your boy and favorite podcast host in his podcast street, Tariq Farrington. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining the Be Yourself Podcast and choosing the Be Yourself Podcast to listen to today. And if you are a reoccurring listener and a part of the Be Yourself Podcast community, thank you so much for joining again and being a part of the Be Yourself Podcast community. And an extra special thank you to everyone that go that extra mile to leave a review, to leave a rating, to subscribe, and to share with friends and family to make sure that we are growing and make sure that other people hear what we have to say on this podcast. I hope everybody's having a good summer so far. I hope you are doing everything that you've intended to do from the start of the year or the start of the summer. Everything on your summer list, I hope that you're doing, such as going to the beach, um, going to the pool, being out in the sun more um, for teenagers and young, and, and young adults, going on your summer jobs, going on internships, um, summer school, whatever it is that is on your list that you set out to do or have to do. I hope that you're doing it, and I hope that you're doing it in perfect health, um, peace, love, and all of the things. Now, like I said, on I, I believe I said this on the past episode, but... I live in Nassau, Bahamas, and I know for me right now, this summer is extremely hot. I've been seeing people on social media talk about um, where they live um, is extremely hot as well. I don't know if it has anything to do with climate change or not because I am not educated on everything about climate change. I don't know how how um, what's happening in the earth right now, but it is unusually hot. I know that. And I was just on the road with, um, my Grammy and my cousins just a few days ago hanging out with them before they leave and before they leave back to the uh, island of Andros, that's where they live. And it was extremely hot. It was so hot to the point to where we was in the car and the air conditioning started having trouble with um, just putting out cool air. And it, it the heat was just making the car's air condition struggle and all we got to feel was hot air. So we roll down the windows and lo and behold, it feels like a sauna outside too. There is no breeze, not at all. I mean, not one bit of breeze. It's just hot. And the sun wasn't like shining on us too much, but it was just so steamy. It felt like I was in a sauna. It felt like I was cooking or something. It felt like I was in, in a steam room. If you understand what I'm saying, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that. But here in the Bahamas, it is extremely hot. And, you know, I frequent the beaches here in the Bahamas and I go to the beaches a lot. That's one of my favorite places to go to on my downtime or, you know, after working on all of these different things. I love to go to the beach. Right. Especially on the weekends. I am not a person who goes into the ocean or, you know, even stay and do a beach day or go on the sand or anything like that. I just usually stay in the car. And, you know, because we have this thing where you could, like, we have this thing in the west area of the of Nassau, Bahamas, where you could just pull up to the beach and you're just, like, in the front of the beach right there. And so you could look at the ocean, look at the water. And so it isn't a long walk, as opposed to if you lived in L.A., you have to find parking 
um, when I went to the beach in LA, we had to find, uh, we actually did not find parking. We took an Uber to go to the beach and we had to walk on all the, uh, all of that sand. And then we could finally see the beach. And I still didn't want to go in the water because, um, LA beach waters aren't what, I don't know if it's all parts of LA, but I believe we were, I know the Santa Monica pair and I, I can't remember the other beach that we went to as well, but those, those are not the waters that I'm used to. I'm used to clean, clear waters, but even in the Bahamas, I still don't go on to the beach. I, I, I rarely do. I, pr- I probably would say once every year. I, you know, sometimes I put my foot in the water. Sometimes I go entirely in the water. But ever since my um dad passed away in 2018, I haven't really uh went in for like a dive or for like a swim because I remember when he was here, we would go for dives and swims all the time. Every time we would go to the beach, well, sorry, no, I wouldn't say all the time, but when we would go to the beach on special occasions, um, more frequently than than I do now, um, for like birthdays or you know the starting and the ending of summer or you know just a family picnic. We would go on the beach and he would, you know, do handstands in the water and dive deep and go deep and, and, and just, you know, hold me and, and, and teach me how to dive as well. And, you know, do handstands in the water that I never really, you know, got the hang of. But that that is, you know, me going in the water that as as often as it got, you know, in 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 my lifetime up to the age of 18. But I do have plans before the summer ends. I do want to go in the water and enjoy the beach. I haven't done that in a long time. I also remember, you know, memories of uh, my grandfather blowing up this big, um, this big truck tube. So, so th- he he would blow up this big truck tire, the tube, the tube of a tire, and you know, me and my cousins would be on this big tube, and we would just, you know, um, we would just float into the deep parts of the ocean i mean i mean of, of the beach but i mean hey it may have been dangerous but we wasn't thinking that as kids you know we, we made it back to shore that's all we wanted to do um but yeah it was fun you know when me and my cousins were little kids we went to the beach um a lot well i wouldn't say a lot but you know fr- more frequent than i do now and you know it was fun and i remember just being on the beach and having lots of fun but now that i've gotten older um i rarely go in the water which i said before i want to do more of that during this summer to come out of my comfort zone i haven't you know i haven't developed a a a need or want to just like have to go in the salt water but i do want to do that so that i could come out of my comfort zone you know embrace you know the waters around us embrace the the beautiful beaches that we have here in the bahamas we are actually coming up on the 50th independence of the bahamas here in the bahamas yes it is our jubilee and we're coming up on that date um today when you're listening to this is july 10th which means we're just a few days shy of being um when when you're listening to this you're listening to this on july 7th sorry you're listening to this on july 7th um that's when this episode come out i don't know when you're listening to this but when, when this episode is uploaded it is july 7th and Independence Day is July 10th. And that's when we will be celebrating our independence here in the Bahamas. So hopefully I can incorporate. Well, hold on. 
So I, I should say happy Independence Day to the Bahamas right now because, you know, Independence Day is on Monday and episode don't come until Friday. So I should say it right now early. A happy Independence to the Bahamas. I hope all Bahamians and, and locals and um, residents and people who stay here in the Bahamas just enjoy our culture, enjoy the beaches, you know, look up and enjoy this hot, 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 hot sun. Um, so I, I, I better go... Um, try to go in the, in the water for this uh, holiday weekend. Although I am saying that on the microphone right now, on the pod right now, um, that's probably not going to happen. I, I said before the summer end, I will try to go in the water, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't make it my business to say go out there and, you know, actually, do, because there's a lot of sand and then you have a lot, there's a lot of salt water and all yeah, you, you get what a beach day is like. But, you know, I should embrace that during this time and be appreciative of that during this time. So um, that is one of the plans that I have for the summer. Um, I want to do the water park this summer. I did, I started out the summer with going to the water park. Um, I believe my mom and I talked about it on the pod during the, uh, during the NBA finals and the NBA Eastern Conference finals. So you, sh- you probably should check out those episodes where we talked about our experience at the water park. Um, that was my first time in a long time going on a, on a, on a high slide. And I drug, I, I, I dragged my mommy with me to go on the high slide. And, you know, the lifeguards had to jump in and save her. And, and you know, she wasn't drowning, but, you know, they were just making sure they're doing their duties. I told them to go in the water because she don't know how to swim. And they were there. Um, and ready to help her as she was coming down. Um, and they also all, okay, so I went on the slide, and the slide was so high that when I was, like, thrown into the water, you know, I was, I know how to swim, so I wasn't panicking. I was making my way up to the top because I believe it was 12 foot of water, 12 feet of water, and I was making my way up to the top, and all I heard was a, wh- a loud whistle and someone splashing into the water, and so that was a lifeguard. Um, he I remember he placed the tube under my arm and, you know, helped me up the, the rest of the way. But, you know, it wasn't a panicky experience for me because I don't I wouldn't say I have a bad relationship when it comes to water. Um, my my grandmother, a few my, my Grammy. I don't know. Why I said grandmother, my grand because I call her my Grammy. My Grammy um, a few days ago asked me, Tariq, do you go in the water? Um, do you go in the beach water? Like, do you go in the beach? And she said, she, she, she said, do you go in the water when you go to the beach? And I said, no, I just, you know, look at the beach and enjoy the atmosphere of the beach, but I never, um, sorry, the environment of the beach, but I never went in the water in a very long time. And she said, oh, so you like pool water, then you like um, beach water? And I was like, "Mm, no, I do like the beach more than like the pool because I haven't went in the pool in a while, except for besides, you know, at the beginning of summer, going to the water park because chlorine doesn't do good for my skin. I mean, it dries out my skin. I mean, I already don't wear lotion. I haven't said that to anyone before, but I, I don't wear lotion. I don't like lotion because I, I am a person who sweats a lot. My palms are always sweaty. The bottom of my feet are always sweaty. And so I, I never felt the need to wear lotion and unless I'm inside all day or in a cold place in a cold city or, or wherever, or it's, you know, 60 degrees here in the Bahamas, which we would like to call cold. Um, that's rare. Uh, I can't wait for times like that to come back again. But that's when I wear lotion, you know, because, you know, if I'm visibly ashy, 
I wear lotion. Now, I know that may be an abomination to all of the Caribbean and black people that are watching right now, um, because especially my f- people in my family are avid oil and lotion users. I mean, they're always glistening and shiny and look ready to fry and grease. Um, but, yeah, me, I can't. I mean, I, I, I feel like I already sweat a lot, especially in this type of weather and weather conditions. I will definitely be sweating more if I have on lotion. Like, literally, I'm on the podcast right now. My palms are getting sweaty out of nowhere, and I'm in, I'm in an air-conditioned room. I don't know why. that My palms are just always sweaty. So I don't wear lotion. Yeah. So chlorine water doesn't do good for my skin, and I'm black, so, of course, chlorine doesn't do good for my hair at all. Um, it dries up my hair, just makes my hair feel crunchy and crispy and it takes me, you know, uh, about a week or so to get it back to normal when I already wash my hair a couple of times um, during the week, put some oils back in it, you know, just, just stuff like that that I don't want to do, you know, when it's time to go into chlorine water. But so that that's why um, uh, going in going in the ocean would be more ideal for me this summer. But I do also want to go back to the water park um, with my family. So. We'll see how that goes. That's my summer plans. My summer plans is to also continue to work on the podcast, continue to grow in the business, focus on the business heavily. Um, that is a great segment right there for me to plug my business, um, a business that was founded by my mommy and I called Queen of Beans Coffee. Queen of Beans Coffee is the best coffee on the planet, but sadly we're not everywhere on this on, on planet Earth as yet, you know. We have to grow and get there, but we have started this brand, this coffee brand and business here in Nassau, Bahamas. So for all of the people who are in the outer islands, uh, uh, apart from Nassau, here in the Bahamas that want to taste coffee, I mean, if you frequent Nassau, Bahamas, you're able to get a delivery to your hotel, your family member's house, an Airbnb, wherever you're staying, but you're able to go on our website and get it freshly delivered right to your door. Now, the reason why I said it's the best coffee on the planet, I mean, I'm a bit biased because it's my business, but I can also tell you that we work with the best roasters and farmers on the planet. We work with the best roasters and farmers. I mean, we have um, chosen these people to work with because they are able to provide fresh, quality coffee beans for our customers and um that's why we, you know, that's why we rock with them. That's why we uh, um, partner with them because they just could provide the best product. And so we would not be working with them if it wasn't the best. And so you can ensure that we will provide you the best coffee beans. So if you go to our website right now, www.queenofbeanscoffee.com, you will go on the homepage and put in your email. Our, our website is locked right now, so you can put in your email and we will let you know when we have more coffee available. It should be pretty soon in the next two, three weeks, we will have um, a large amount of orders for, you know, to be able to ship, I'm sorry, to be able to deliver here in Nassau, Bahamas. So make sure that you put in your email on www.queenofbeanscoffee.com or you can stay, sorry, not or, put in your email and you can stay in tune with our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and threads at Queen of Beans Coffee. We just joined Threads. Threads is a new app from Instagram. We're going to talk about it later in the episode, but 
you know, we just joined Threads. Queen of Beans just joined Threads. And I mean, we're threading away on the app. We're having a good time using the app. It helps us to connect with our consumers and customers and people that are part of the Queen of Beans community better um, that we could have on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you you follow us on there. I um, am the one who will be, you know, tweet, uh, it's not Twitter, so it's not tweeting. I, I'll be the one um, th- um, creating threads with you. And so, you know, let's go back and forth about good coffee and enjoy the coffee post on the Queen of Beans coffee page. You can also follow me at Tariq Farrington, just like you are on, on Instagram. Hope you Hopefully you're following me on Instagram and Facebook already, but, you know, Instagram is where I be most. So follow me on Instagram at Tariq Farrington, and you can also go from there and follow me on Threads if you have the app already, and you can follow me on Threads as well. I'm active on there as well, and my plan is to be consistent on Threads as well. I love the app so far. I, I mean, since I've downloaded the app and created an account, I haven't closed the app as yet. Like I said, we're going to talk about that later in today's episode. So make sure you check out Queen of Beans. Follow us on all social media platforms. Also, follow us on TikTok at Queen of Beans Coffee. I forgot about TikTok. Follow us there and make sure you sign up to the email list as well so that you don't miss a beat. Also, in your email list, not on social media platforms, but your email list is where you will receive um, discount codes and um, when we have different deals going on or when we have a new coffee blend um, for you to purchase, when we have merch and stuff, all of these things that we're working on will only, well, sorry, will be put out to our email list first. But discounts and deals will be exclusive to the people that are signed up to our email list. So make sure you sign up there. That is a bit of a long promo, but it is my business. And so we don't have a time, a 60 second time limit or one minute, you know, you know, or three minute time limit on how long the ad can be. So that is the Queen of Beans ad right there. Now we're going to go into the encouragement and motivational, inspirational part of this podcast. I'm not sure um, what I want to call this. Um, part of the podcast or segment of the podcast is yet, but it's just going to be called motivational, inspirational, and motivational part of the podcast until then. Um, I'm going to be talking about something that I talk about, talked about with my mommy prior to being on the podcast. I mean, a lot of the things that I say on here are, you know, talked about with my mommy, my family members, friends, talked about on social media, whatever it is, and I bring them here um, on the pod to talk about it here with you guys as well. And I'm going to be talking about the beauty of life, the just how short life is and the value of life. And I'm 18 years old. And I'm going to tell you how I how, how this just these thoughts and feelings came to me in just a short minute. But um, I'm 18 years old and conversations with my parents and conversations my parents had with their friends and our family members is what shaped my perspective an outlook on life as being an 18 year old and even being a kid. And 
I'm, I realize that I'm young and I'm 18 years old and all of the adults watching may be, may, may be say, saying, what do you know about life? But the things that I know about life come from the people that are older in age than me, who I hang around a lot, my family, my friends, having the public discourse on social media, meeting new friends on social media, meeting friends at church, and all of these things, the Bible, all of these different avenues, such as podcasts and listening to other people, um, but specifically conversations that my parents had with their friends, co-workers, and a lot of things that they would talk about in our household and, you know, just with family and friends, like I said. And I know that a lot of parents usually don't allow their children into conversations when they have adult conversations they tell them to go in the room or when they talk about bills they talk about they, they tell them to go in the room when they talk about stress and the pressures of life the, uh, the highs and the lows of life they tell them to go in the room close the door and don't come out until they tell them to i understand that that may be the reality for some not all some teenagers and kids but my parents allowed me to be in some conversations that were appropriate for my age. And as I got older, they started to level up what they exposed me, the type of conversations and talks they exposed me um, to that they were having. And I appreciate that because these conversations that I sat in on with my father's friends and my mommy's friends and their, their collective friends together and even them and family family friends and stuff like that and even family members is um, what helped me to become an independent thinker. What helped me to, with, with, it helped me with critical thinking. It helped me with forming my own opinion. It helped me to not always second guess myself, but have confidence in the opinion that I've created by pulling from different sources, by pulling from different conversations, by pulling from the Bible and church and podcasts and conversations I had later in, uh, well, um, late, uh, in the past with my family and friends and parents. And so all of this helped me to gain a perspective. And that is why from a little baby, I mean, from two, three years old, when I saw the preacher preaching on stage, I wanted to be a public speaker, a preacher, a motivational speaker. And when I was 12 years old, that is when I started to, that is when I, when I was 12 years old is when I made a decision to start a public speaking career, a motivational speaking career and a preaching career. Um, because it is something that I love to do. And, you know, being in those conversations helped me to form my opinion, form analysis, form whatever I want to be able to say. And that is that is how I am. That, that has made me into the young man I am today. And I value that. And I must say, to my parents' credit, like I said, they didn't allow me to be in every conversation. And so if you're a parent listening to this, um, having your kids in conversations coming from experience is very important. It's important for our maturity. It's important for our mental health because if we don't hear our parents talk about things or our parents don't talk to us about things or if our parents don't tell us anything, we run to our friends when it comes to difficult part of our lives and pivotal point in our lives. And if you allow our perspectives and our reality and our decisions to be shaped by the questions that we ask this, the, the people that are in the same boat as us, which is, our, which is our friends, we will be led all sorts of different ways and all sorts of different paths. And then, you know, parents, parents are wondering, why is my kid like this? Why does my kid think like this? Why does my kid 
um, you know, suffering from this type of thing or this type of stage in life and all of these different things that come up as you are growing and maturing. And so being a part of conversations are very vital and pivotal to our growth and our maturity. Now, to all of the kids and teenagers and young people listening who have not had the, you know, who have not had the opportunity to be a part of conversations, if you feel comfortable or sometimes you even need to come out of your comfort zone and ask your parents about certain things, don't go to social media about everything. Don't social media is in a weird and awkward place right now where everybody's opinions is dumped on there. And I mean, you know, some are good opinions, some are toxic opinions, some are opinions that will lead you in the wrong direction. So it is important to seek wise counsel. Uh, My parents also told me, always told me that they would never lead me in the wrong direction. And I trust that your parents as well will lead you in the best direction that they can and that they know how. And so make sure you you go to your parents for things like whether um, you're dealing with, uh, you know, maturity and, and growing up, whether you're dealing with bullying, whether you're dealing with an identity crisis, whether you're dealing with, um, you know, what direction you want to go when you grow up, your career path, all of these different things, relationships, friendships, you know, romantic relationships, family ships, all of these things. Go to your parents for, go to your family um, and matured friends for who may also have insight from conversations with their parents. Is It is always good to have community. That, all of that, what I just said, it is what, that is what shaped my perspective on life, and I believe it is what qualifies me to, you know, basically give my humble opinion and outlook on life. I had to drink a sip of water just now. But yeah, one of the things that I've learned about life is how precious life is, how beautiful life is, how short life is. You may ask, well, Tariq, how did you learn this? Um... I've always known this by people around my family passing away, people passing away from I was the age of three, four, such as my uncle, who my mommy was very close to. She was she was very close to her brother and seeing her deal with that and grieve. And, you know, so I, I, I learned how precious life was from a very young age, but I didn't truly understand. And I feel like no one will truly understand unless you lose someone as close as close to you. I mean, you can be uh you can be a guru. You can be a motivational guru. You can be a person who likes to be present. You can be a person who likes to journal. You can be a person who likes to read and listen to podcasts and be out in the sun. And you could be a person who, you know, is one with the earth and all of these different new age things. But you will never understand the true, like, beauty of life. Until you come to a place like until you lose someone is when you truly understand how precious and short it is and how every single second of your life counts. Right. I lost my father when I was a teen when when I was a early teenage teenager in the early stage of, you know, being a teenager. And that was in 2018. I was in the eighth grade. Prior to my pa- my father passing away, someone else, mom in the school had passed away, and I bowed my head in that moment, and I prayed for that person who lost um, their mother, and then I also prayed, I was like, 
Dear Heavenly Father, please don't allow my parents to pass away anytime soon. I said, I know the time has to come one day, but please do not allow my parents to pass away. That night, we had a Super Bowl party where my fa- where my father, my dad, is the one who gathered all of his friends, family, you know, co-workers. Everybody's packed into our house, outside of our house, different TV screens in our house, you know, um, eating, um, drinking good beverages, I mean, uh, having fun, playing dominoes, watching the TV screen as um, um, sports was going on and stuff like that, and we were having a good time that night. That morning, my um, dad woke me up, and a week or two prior to that, he was dropping me to school um, every single day. But before that, my mommy was dropping me to school every single day, even in elementary school and, you know, high school. And, you know, I lived in a two-parent household before he passed away. And, you know, so, but my mommy always took me to school. So my daddy had started taking me to school, you know, for almost two weeks at this point. And he woke me up and he said, Tariq, help me take, uh, help me clean up a, a bit before you go to school and help me take all of the drinks that are in this ice water, throw the ice and, you know, stock the drinks in the f- in the refrigerator so that, you know, they can stay cool and stuff like that. And so I did all of that. And, you know, it was time to go to school. We hopped in the car and I've never heard my dad. I've always seen how tired he was because he always he was a taxi driver. And so he worked long nights and long hours. And so the reason why he wouldn't drop me to school in the morning is because he would catch up on sleep during some parts of his day so that he could then go to work and, you know, um, do taxi driving and then go throughout the night and then the middle out, the midnight, and you know, throughout the day as well and, you know, a repeat cycle. And so he was telling me how tired he was. Prior to him saying um, and just, you know, saying how tired he was, and he was like, he was like, Tariq, I feel so tired. I feel unusually tired. I've never felt this tired before. And... Um, I've never heard my daddy say that before. I mean, he always looked tired, and so that's just, just how he looked. But I told him, I said, you know, when you drop me to school, drive safely, stay alert, turn up the radio if you need to. Um, I even said that I was going to, you know, go use our school um, office phone and call him later in the day to see if he made it home safely. I told him to go to sleep, get some rest, and I would see him later. Um, we also prayed before I left the car. Um, something that we did every morning when he was dropping me to school and even at home that we did. Um, my my daddy was a man of faith. Um, he was a man who loved Jesus. Um, he was, you know, heavily in the church, especially at a young boy. He, I believe he was a part of the Anglican church. Um, yes, he was a part of the Anglican church and he was an altar boy. He always reminded me that he was an altar boy. He went to a Catholic school and so, you know, he, he had faith in Jesus even all the way up to an adult, even to prior to when he passed. And so we prayed, and I, as I was leaving the car, his last words to me was, I love you, buddy. And that is why that means so much to me, because he always he always told me how much he loved me, especially as a son and a father. He always expressed to me how much he loved me. He showed me love, not just, t- not just tell it to me. And he would always call me buddy. So he said, I love you, buddy. And I would just his thing that he called me um, when he is expressing his love and vulnerability to me. And so I left the car and I said, I love you too. And 
you know, I got the news after school later in the day, and that's how it happened. If you want to know what happened, my my um, father ended up um, passing away from a heart attack. When I found out this news, it was terrible. Um, it was the worst moments of my life. It didn't feel real. I... I felt like I was falling in and out of existence. I felt like I was here for a few minutes and present, and then I was gone, and then I was here, and I was gone. And I, I, I went to school the next day um, because I wanted, you know, I had friends at school. I wanted my community to be my support. I didn't want to stay home thinking about it too much. I, you know, you know, was trying to get my mind off of it at, at school. I went in the bathroom a lot to bawl my eyes out until my eyes started turning yellow and green and my friends started getting worried. And, and all of the, it was just a terrible experience. But in all of this, you know, during the funeral, after the funeral, I, it showed me how short life is and how, you know, m- my father lived not a long, long life, but he lived up t- to his, you know, 40s. And... You know, I had the chance of him being my father for, I believe, 13, 14 years. I don't remember how well it was at the time. Um, and everything just felt like it was not enough time. It was, it was so short. Even though I lived with him, I saw him every day, every minute of the hour, like, you know, outside of school. I, I would talk to my daddy a lot, like, all of this, and it just seemed like life was just so short, and that's when I truly understand to appreciate life while you are here. Death, at the time, had hit my doorstep, and it was real, and that's when I understand, when I understood that, yeah, it, it is real. People do pass away, and, you know, the night that it happened, it was hard to sleep. I slept on the on the living room couch, um, and I would do that often. I would sleep on the living room couch often. And, you know, he would walk in um, like 11 to 12, like like 12 p.m. I'm sorry. He would walk in 11 p.m. to like the hours of 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. And he didn't walk in. Night two, I turn on the TV. He didn't walk in. Night three, night four. It kept happening. And I realized, oh, He's he's never coming back. And I started to appreciate life more. And as as aware as I was as a child, as loving as I was a, as a child, like I slept in the bed with my parents as 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 a kid, as a young boy. I was always I was so loving, so present all the time. But but suddenly it just felt like, you know, I didn't have any time. You know, it, it felt like it was short. And I realized that we do not know when it is going to be our last day. Not only does this tell us that we have to, the most important thing, as a, as a person who has faith in Jesus, I want you to get your life right with Christ. I want you to, you know, pray. I want you to find a relationship with Jesus Christ. I have to say that that is my due diligence as a Christian to tell you so that you can't say that you never heard it before, whether you take that advice or not, whether you've heard me talk about Christ a lot or not. I, I, if I'm talking about life, if I'm talking about, you know, how short time is, I have to tell you that Jesus, he is, uh, Christ. He is Lord. Um, 
he is king. Um, he died for our sins and he, he died on the cross for us. And so have a relationship with him because it is only through him that you are able to have access to the father, which is God. Um, and I had to say that, and I had to tell you that I, 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 I am aware that there are much people who probably don't have faith in Jesus, but I, I want you to know that. And that's very important to me. And I had to let you, um, know that because I love and care about you. Yes. Um, I love and care about you. And if I'm talking about life and especially, you know, the ending, I have to talk about Jesus. And, and so life is so short and I understand life is precious. And then is when I started to appreciate every ounce of a moment with my mommy, every ounce of a moment with, with the only friend that I have with every ounce of a moment with my grandparents, every ounce of a moment with my, with my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and just my entire family and even moments where I had time with my family, I would pause and I would just do like take a deep breath and I would just stare and I would just enjoy the moment. I was like, God, I'm so thankful and grateful for this moment because I know that I'll never be able to get this moment back again. It is so funny to me how, you know, we are in moments and, and, I, and I don't want you to be like, like so hyper-focused on this may be the last moment. No, that's not what I'm saying. I want you to be more present. Maybe social media can wait. Maybe your phone can wait. Maybe a text can wait. Maybe something that is, a, that is so of importance to you, work, whatever. Maybe, maybe you have to make time for your family and friends. Maybe it can wait. Hold on, let me take a sip of water. So, yeah, maybe it can wait. And I just appreciate being around people so much more now. And not only that, not only enjoying human connections and human experiences with, with one another, not only enjoying um, the blessing that is earth that God provided for us, um, I prayed a lot more. Not necessarily asking for a lot. All of a, a lot of my wants, m m you know, my needs are still my needs, and God provides all of my needs, and He's never left nor forsaken me. But my wants have decreased. My gratitude has increased. My silence has increased. My talkativeness has decreased. I, I've been in silence, mo silent moments a lot. You know, just being grateful and telling God how grateful of. Like, I've gone, up like, months without asking for anything and just saying thank you, thank you, thank you, and telling and listening to things that I'm thankful for and repenting of my sins and asking for forgiveness. And, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, the, the passing of my father. Although I knew this before, it's almost as though my focus kind of zero it in to the preciousness and the value of life more. I talked about this on an episode, on a recent episode. I, I talked about it on a recent episode. I don't know if it's last episode or episode before last, but I told you that you are one of one. You are special. Don't allow nobody, don't allow any community, don't allow anybody to make you feel as though you're not one of one and that you're not valuable 
valuable because, oh, there is um, seven point something billion people in the world. No, 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 no. Out of all those people, you are one of seven, eight billion. All right? That's valuable. One of seven or eight billion people value your start to value yourself more than you value one of 100 cars, one of 25 watches. Because we look at all of these things on social media and online that we want to achieve and we think is success and we think is the pinnacle of success. But understanding your value, your true value is how you get successful in the first place. And I need you to understand that you are more valuable than anything, place, exclusivity in this world. I also want to say this about life. If it is a dream, goal, passion, most importantly purpose that you have to execute, do it. I know I always say this in all of my episodes, but do it. Do it. Don't think about what people will say. A lot of the times we doubt ourselves. What if it fails? But the doubt that lies on top of that doubt is what if other people see it fail? It doesn't matter if other people see it fail. The most that they can do is, is laugh. The most that they can do is mock and mimic you. The most that they can do is try to pour on your downfall and, and, and you know, bicker and gossip about you and how you think that this was the plan and it didn't work out and how you told them your plans. And we actually need to stop telling too much people our plans. Right? I talked about that in the episode as well. We actually need to stop telling people a lot of our plans. But, you know, they may be talking about you because maybe the business failed, the first business failed, the second business failed, the third. You're on your fourth business. I don't know what it is, but do it. Life is short. Life is precious. You do not know when. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stress this again. You don't know when. That's how short life is. Whatever it is, whatever it is in God's will, it may be positive, it may be in God's will. Just make sure it's positive and in, in God's will. Do it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Maybe you have to, some planning to do whatever. Make sure your planning is not a form of procrastination or doubt. Do it. Starting this podcast, being obedient to God by starting this podcast, being obedient to God by preaching his word, by helping people, by motivating, encouraging, and inspiring people. Being, being obedient to God in my purpose is one of the biggest, best things that I could ever do. The greatest decision that I could ever make. And I'm glad that I started at the age of 12. I'm glad that I I'm glad that I started when I was in school when it was more accessible to people to, to my peers to talk about me and you know talk bad about me or hate on me or not like me or whatever it is because you know I was a public speaker or mimic me or mock me you know I started it very early I started public speaking very early when most didn't understand it. 
and I didn't care because I felt it burning in me since I was a little boy, two, three years old. I would go home on my grandmother's porch and mimic and, 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 you know, mimic the pastor and every word he would say and, you know, this movement, his stage etiquette, his stage presence, his voice modulation, everything. Right? I, 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 um, I couldn't wait to write a first book, so I wrote it without a publishing company. And I went to the local printing shop and I sold 100 to 200 of those books. You know? I then later in, in the ninth grade went and wrote an actual book, find a publishing agent, find a, they found me a publishing company, and I have a published book called The Power of Being Yourself. You know, now I have this podcast called The Be Yourself Podcast that you're listening to right now. All because I started. All because I made the decision to start. All because I don't care what nobody has to say now, past, or future. I started. Don't wait. Life is short. You don't want when that moment comes, when that pivotal crossover, that pivotal moment of a crossover comes to where you're no longer here anymore, that you regret because this person is doing it or that person may think that you're copying. No, 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 no. It may be your purpose and not theirs. You never know. But be obedient to what is your calling. What is your purpose? What is your passion? What you're excited about? What, you, what, you, what makes you can't sleep at night? Do it. All right. Now we're going to go into the next segment of the pod. Let me take a sip of water again. Mm-hmm. I could cut this out, but I don't edit my podcast episodes. So we're gonna go into the cu- in, into the culture and society segment and part of this episode. So something that is new in culture and society this week is Threads. Threads is an Instagram app that you can use for public discussions. Um, it is similar to the Bird app. Um, you may know what the Bird app is, and I'm not going to say the Bird app's name because if you have downloaded Threads, you know that we call it the bird app on threads. We don't never, we vow to never say the bird app's name. But you know what I'm talking about if you're a social media person. So basically, you could, you know, put threads on there. You can post different things. You can type um, whatever your thoughts are on there. And like I said earlier in the episode, Queen of Beans Coffee is on threads. Follow us on threads. And I'm on thread personally as well at Torek Farrington. And guess what? The Be Yourself podcast is on threads as well. Bet you didn't know that. So go to at Be Yourself podcast right now on threads and follow Queen of Beans Coffee at Be Yourself podcast and at Torek Farrington on threads. I am threading a lot on there. Um, Sorry, I'm uploading, posting threads a lot on there. And it's fun. I haven't left the app since it is open. And launched. The app has literally uh, existed for about a day or two. You're listening to this maybe Friday or after Friday. 
and the app came out on Wednesday, the 5th. So Wednesday, the 5th of July, 2023, is when Threads um, came out, is when it was open to the public. Um, I believe it was set at first to come out on July 8th, but it, it ended up doing a, they ended up doing an early release. I was actually waiting on the app. I remember when I heard it in the news and it wasn't public. Um, it wasn't as public and as talked about, but I saw it in the news. I didn't even know if it was true because I, I didn't see um, the founder, Mark Zuckerberg of, of, of Meta and Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram. I didn't see the founder of, well, he's not the founder of Instagram. He bought Instagram. He's not the founder. I didn't see them talk about it. I didn't see Missouri, who I follow, who is the C- CEO of Instagram. I didn't see him talk about this new app as o- at all. So I was just waiting to see if it was true. Then I went into the app store. I saw that, um, you know, Meta owned it. Sorry, Instagram owned the app called Threads. And then I, I, knew, then I knew it was real. I knew just a, mon- a, a matter of time until they would announce it. So they did announce it. Now it's here. Everybody is not using the Bird app anymore. Well, of course, people are still using the Bird app. But, you know, a lot of people are spending most of their time on threads, especially me. I have the threads app open right now because Mark Zuckerberg is keeping us up to date um, every a few hours to let them know. To, to Sorry, to let us know how many signups they got. So Zuck, Zuckerberg said 70 million signups on threads are... Uh, Sorry, 70 million signups on threads as of this morning, way beyond our expectations. So I guess they didn't expect to be, you know, have have, have this many um, downloads and signups. So a lot of people are downloading the app. I know that threads is the number one app in the Google Play Store and Apple Play Store. Uh, sorry, it's Apple Store, Apple App Store right now. So, yeah. It is most definitely one of my most used apps right now. Um, I spent lots of time on Instagram prior to this, and now I'm spending most of my time on Threads. And I've, I, I think I've posted more than ten Threads already so far. So go check me out on Threads at Torik Farrington. Join Threads. I mean, I mean, this is just amazing i love it you know i had the bird app before and i deleted it first day because it was too overwhelming for me too much yeah it, it, it was it wasn't good for me i i didn't like it so i deleted my account and i think i had it when i was a kid as well i didn't know what it was and so i just i just logged out and deleted and i think that there's still accounts on twitter that i haven't used but my the, um recently i believe it was last year i tried to um, use the bird app and yeah, it wasn't working for me. I, I deleted with, within the first day I made some, you know, motivational posts on there and then that was it. Cause it, it was just, mm-mm. but threads is a bit more like the app that I frequently use, which is Instagram. And I feel like it's more safer. It's just more you know, like threads right now, I don't know how threads are, is, is going to end up, but the start of threads, everybody's goofy, everybody's funny, everybody's lighthearted, everybody's respectful, everybody's putting their thoughts and opinions out there still. But let's just wait and see until we start talking about politics and all of these different things. But I believe Missouri, 
which is the CEO of Instagram, talked about how they're going to, you know, basically shape that experience, make sure people keep it respectful, make sure people keep it um, good. And a lot of people call that censorship, right? And I understand you may can't spew out your crazy propagandas and crazy thoughts and, you know, you can't type your crazy conspiracies. But I kind of like that because when it's so flooded with just propaganda conspiracy, you don't know what's true. And I definitely know that Instagram, just the whole entire meta company, may not get it right all the time. They may not take down or restrict things um, all the time, but at least they do their best to make it a safe app. And for the most part, you can say whatever you want on it, you know, not no death threats and, you know, uh, different images and, you know, all of these different crazy things that people desire to post on social media. I, th I feel like you have to keep it as a controlled environment. As much people complain about being censored, I'm still seeing the, pe the people who complain about being censored has downloaded threads. I mean, you're, you're, you're still in the censorship family if that's the case. I mean, if, if being censored um, and controlled, like you would like to call it, has not gotten you off any of the apps and has got you to download the new app, then I, I guess they're doing something right. You probably just can't say whatever bogus thing you want to say. And I've seen pretty bogus things fly on here, so it's not that of a tight restriction. You can say your opinions. You can state your piece. And, of course, a lot of things that I see on social media I do not agree with. Right, of course. That's, that's like agreeing with everyone. Of course, we're not going to agree with everyone. But I, I still do believe that, you know, social media and, you know, people have a platform for those ideas and thoughts to live a certain place so people could find their community and their tribe and who believe what they believe in all of these different types of things. And so you could follow who you want to follow. You can respond to who you want to respond to here on threads, but it is a mediated um, environment. They make sure keep things in the wrap and control, control spam, control all of these scams and stuff like that. I see that they're doing a better job with that here on threads. Not so much on Instagram. I mean, Instagram, I'm not seeing as much Forex you know, forex, uh, what do you call it? Scams and email scams. But I guess that's because that's that that, that has you know been done away with, and you know forex is probably in the past. I don't know. You let me know. There are some people who um still try to promote forex, but I don't know much about it. I don't know if if, if it's continued. I don't know if it's about to continue. Um, none of the above. But make sure you download Threads. That is the latest um new app right now. Um, they had 30 million signups and downloads in 16 hours. I mean, I was here from day one. Um, that, like, the day dropped, I didn't download it because I was waiting for everybody else to download it, waiting for my friends and family to talk about it. And then I, I just like, you know what, mommy, I'm going to download this app. So I downloaded it that night. And guess what? Everybody was talking about threads on threads. So, you know, a lot of people, millions of people are on there. So you're not going to be alone. You're not going to be on this, uh, 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 whatever you want to call it, like, like, um, fake app or scandalous app, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're not going to be on an off brand app. It's owned by Instagram. So make sure you go check it out. I'm on there as well. Follow the Be Yourself podcast on there at not the Be Yourself podcast, but Be Yourself podcast on Instagram and threads to stay updated with everything on the podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. I like, uh, uh, I was going to say I like y'all. 
I love y'all because I say that all the time. I love y'all. Um, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Make sure you leave a five star rev- uh, rating and make sure you leave a good review so that this podcast is, can go up in ra- in um, ratings and rankings so people can see what we're talking about over here on this side of the podcast world. And yeah, make sure you share share this conversation with a friend or family member, someone who needs this message. Um, tell them that the motivational message is in the middle of the pod. Get them the timestamp on the things that you want them to listen to. And yeah, see y'all next week. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>